welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Trek. I'm Tyler, and I'm a Star Trek virgin. Uh, I'm Troy, and I've seen most of Star Trek twice. Hi, I'm MC, and I've seen most of Star Trek at least once. And I'm Eric. I've probably seen everything about three times. (laughs) (laughs) And today we're talking about... Star Trek Picard episode, I think five, uh, Stardust yep. City Rag. And, Stardust uh, City Rag. Before we get into that, we've got some unfinished business to discuss. Oh. Um, oh. So I don't know if you want to talk about this now or we can save it for the end, but we still have to talk about what's a triple. Oh, that'll come later. Okay. So we'll, we'll <laughs> save that for the end or you want to do yeah. it in another episode. We'll keep teasing it out. No, that's don't tell them that that's what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping a triple will show up at some point in this show. That's that's kind of my thought is that like we got to get a triple as an Easter egg at least. I mean, there was uh, a triple in Into Darkness, for gosh sake. And it was yeah, plot I'm relevant. A Troy on this. Yeah, also, I'm I just said on this. gosh sake. I've what seen Into the Darkness and I don't remember. There was a plot it's, relevant it... triple in that. <laughs> I have no Don't clue. tell him why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other bit of unfinished business we have is last episode, we established what character each of us is. I'm Agnes, MC's Rios, and Troy is Rafi, but we don't know who is Eric. Commodore. Okay. <laughs> I was going to suggest you could be Picard because Picard likes history and you like history. But oh, there you go. Aww. Also, Picard yeah. is a very flawed character, it seems. So I don't know if I want to give you all those negative attributes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's up to you. <laughs> eh, I'll take Picard. All right. I guess I'll be Picard. I, I guess <laughs> I'll be the main character. I'll be the ship. Yeah, he's Picard the ship, not Picard the character. <laughs> That kind of reminds me. So watching this episode, it really felt like we're in the middle of a D&D campaign that Picard's playing on a holodeck. Uh-huh. It feels like each of these characters. Were you were you getting that vibe too, Troy? I, I've, I've heard that comparison on another show where they're like, this feels like it's like a role playing game where you just keep building the party and like you've got everybody's a different class. Yeah. Now that's not a complaint. I just thought it was kind of interesting. You know? I mean, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's how most uh of star trek you could compare the characters to classes in dnd i think in this it's the building of the party that makes it feel yeah. so much like uh either either dnd or like like a, a computer or computer what am i like 90 years old what are them computer games um, <laughs> it, it feels like an rpg because you're just like going around I, like i've been playing final fantasy 8 and like every eight minutes you're getting a new character in your party and that's what picard's doing the the mandalorian also did this sort of yeah but in that they yeah. weren't coming with him it was just building yeah, they, up to the, they all to came the end back the at the end show. spoilers spoilers spoiler alert spoiler alert <laughs> you should have shut that off before we said it now your butt hurt um <laughs> oh, uh, so yeah you guys want to get into the summary my summary is really long i didn't have time to go back through it a second time and like sort of cut some stuff oh, out but uh, tyler i gotta tell you i i'm so excited right now because for some reason, mostly because I'm a big dumb idiot, I forgot you do a summary every episode, and you just said that, and it's just I'm filled with joy. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, so this is the best part of the show. I know it's so much fun. <laughs> I really, I, yeah. I don't like it because I'm like, oh, I've been talking for way too long. No, it's great. I'm like no one's no, talking. It's, it's, it's awesome. I'm just talking. Why am I talking so much? <laughs> also, uh, I'm a little bit talked out. We went to try to buy a car earlier today, and oh man, it was a bad that's experience. A and yeah, yeah, I they I kind of felt like they tried to trap me there. Eventually, we escaped. We didn't get a car. <laughs> we still have to go back and get a car. <laughs> But <laughs> wow yeah i'm glad you escaped <laughs> yeah that's that's i mean that's good. like a good seven percent of people who go to try and buy a car never escape and just end up trapped underneath the car lot for the rest of eternity so <laughs> that's I mean. actually what cars are made out of <laughs> <laughs> all right so the story starts at the seven domes 13 years ago uh seven of nines is attempting to rescue a former borg who was having his eye removed and it was very gruesome and painful. And then she gives him a nice mercy killing. Um, and then back in the present future, but two weeks earlier, uh, Maddox tells a woman he owes money to who we find out is named, uh, but Jazel, but Jazel. Yeah. I'm just going to call her Jay. Cause that's what seven of nines does. And that's easier. Um, so he tells her that his lab was destroyed by the Tashiar. And then she poisons him and takes him prisoner. And I totally thought he was dead at that point. But then he dies later. Um, now back in the real present future, Picard fills Seven in on what they are doing. Agnes watches an old video of her and Maddox kissing. Uh, so we find out they're a thing. Then once they arrive, they get a bunch of really dumb hologram pop-up ads. Everyone gets to punch one except for Elnor, who's like, I didn't get one. Um <laughs> Poor Elmore. <laughs> Anyways, they learn that Jay has Maddox and is trying to sell him to the Tashiar. We learn that Jay harvests Borg parts. I don't know what they do with them. Like, I guess she sells them, but what do people do with them? Anyways, Seven offers herself as a trade. Um, Rios meets with a lizard man who can smell a lie to make a deal to trade Seven for Maddox. The lizard agrees, and Picard and Elnor beam down with seven in cuffs. Picard asks to see Maddox before making the trade. Um, didn't mention the lizard can also smell who you had sex with and what you ate. Um, yeah. <laughs> and they might be the same thing, which is a weird thing to say. Uh-huh. So uh, Seven breaks out of her cuffs and starts choking Jay. Rios and Picard talk Seven out of murdering her. And then Seven asks to be beamed back down. Oh, I forgot the part where they leave. <laughs> so they, <laughs> then they go back to the ship. And then Seven's like, hey, um, I actually got another ride. Can I just take a couple of these phasers and go right back down there? And then she does a murder and kills Jay and some mm -hmm. other people. And then uh, meanwhile... Rafi stalks her son and finds him at a doctor's office where like his wife is having like a maternity exam and she's like hella pregnant. Um, <laughs> we find out that Rafi's son hates her and then she leaves and goes back to the ship. Um, so when they get Maddox back to the ship, he's like real hurt and he's essentially on future life support. Uh, so Picard talks to him and he tells him about Soji's location and that the Federation are hunting her. Uh, then Agnes turns off the life support, and while crying, she says that she had to do it because she knows what she knows, and wishes that she didn't know what she knows. Um, then Maddox dies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that, that's, that's where we're at. 
What do you want to talk about first? (laughs) Uh, So can we talk about uh, that cliffhanger? What the hell, Agnes? Yeah. How could you? So how could you, Tyler? um, She was the good one. She was it's the kind yeah. one. She was it's the did, kind it, one. Did anyone see that coming though? Uh no. Eh. And I think the the with the things that she was saying, it's obvious that um the Tao Shiar that's infiltrated the Federation um have exposed her to mm-hmm. like the information the that will Yeah, the secret. And that's mm. it, because he actually says that um uh, she had a critical part to play in the resurrection of these uh, synthetic beings sort of thing, and she's like, I'll have to pay for that, I guess. Yeah. 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 They mentioned she's like one more sin name. to atone for. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like, Soong, I think? Is that oh. someone? Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah, so, so <laughs> this one time, you actually already <laughs> know all this. Soong is Data's daddy. <laughs> Data has a daddy? I know uh, Data yeah. has a brother. I know The guy a who made Data well, was oh, named Sue. Okay. And he made an emotion ship. And then this one time, Data was sitting on the bridge of the Enterprise. And then he was like, uh, you should all probably leave the bridge. There's definitely some toxic stuff in there. And they were like, okay, buddy, we trust you. And then they left the bridge. And then he put up force fields all around the bridge. And then he started talking in Picard's voice. And it was like, security code 1367, oh, something Pi Alpha 9. And then he locked everyone out of control and he flew the ship to a planet. Nobody knew why. And then he beamed down to the planet and he met Soong there because everybody thought Soong was dead, but it turns out he wasn't dead. And he was like, oh, I called you back here because you and your brother need to come back and I've got an emotion chip, but only one. And I'm giving it to you, Data, because you're the good one. But then Lore, his evil brother, pretended to be Data so that Soong gave the emotion chip to Lore instead of Data. And then Soong died. The end. Yeah. So you knew most That's of that. That's a pretty good summary. Yeah. I just didn't remember the name. <laughs> so basically, Maddox was like, ah, me and Soong, like, I've picked up his legacy and done so much good stuff with it. Um. So, MC, you said, like, you didn't see it coming. I somewhat saw it coming. Not necessarily. I didn't see her having a relationship with him yeah. coming. Yeah. He seems way yeah, too old that for was... her. But also, um, I kind of saw her betraying them coming just because we had like that scene where she meets with Commodore O and then we don't get like the scene. So I felt like something we're missing some information. They also set it up with uh, when she joined the crew and showed up on the ship with Picard because Raffi was like, you didn't let me run like a background check on this chick. And Picard's like, oh, it's fine. It's totally fine. Little Aggie's not, so not going to hurt anyone. <laughs> Look how nice she, she is. She has she so can't many even punch a pop up. <laughs> <laughs> I hated those. Pop-ups. I want to punch pop ups. Really, I, I hated I it. I don't want holographic pop up ads, but I do want to be able to punch pop up ads in the face. So, <laughs> oh yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't know where I fall on that. I really dislike <laughs> that scene with the pop ups. I, I just don't understand why, like. His ships that should have some kind of security system that like blocks, like he could get like a virus or something very easily, and they could just like fly into the sun. I don't know. They need space ad blockers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you just invented holographic ad blocker. Yeah. A holographic ad blocker should be a little holographic drone that flies around your ship, and every time an ad pops up, it zaps them. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing I liked about that scene was I thought it was funny that Eleanor was like, everybody got one but me. <laughs> yeah. Um, poor Eleanor. It should have been a hologram of a kitty. Yeah. Be like, do you want to come to our pet store? We have kitties. <laughs> um, should we mention the poll here? We did a poll. We did a poll. We did a poll, and it got a surprising right. amount of like responses. Um, we had 207 responses to our poll asking, wow. will Elnor meet a cat on this season of Star Trek Picard? 88% said yes, 12% said no, and I'm assuming 12% are thinking he'll meet a cat on season two, since we know season two is happening. <laughs> um, yeah, it better happen. At I'm this point. not sure I think Elnor is making it to season two. Really? I. Eleanor is my favorite character oh. so far. Like he didn't yeah. do much to like really important this episode, but he had a lot of funny moments in the background. I think in modern storytelling, someone has to die, and it's I would have guessed it was Agnes <laughs> until Agnes was secret evil, and now it's like okay, well if she dies, it doesn't count. Yeah. Somebody good has to die, so it's either Raffi or Elnor. Now Raffi could be the one because she could have this redemption arc with her son. Yeah. So that could be it. Hmm. That might that might make sense. Hmm. So okay, I back to Agnes though. Is she a Romulan double agent, do you think, or is she just being manipulated by them? Uh no. Or is it something else entirely? Well, Section I think the the part of the scene that we didn't see with Commodore O is them revealing mm. the big bad secret, um, I guess that has everyone against synthetics mm-hmm. yeah and so i'm guessing that has to do with soji who last episode no one pointed this out but i called her shoji the entire episode <laughs> um i didn't hear um, that until i was editing it but i'm guessing the whole secret has to do with something about her being the destroyer and so it seems to me like yeah. she's like maddox well, I guess Maddox says in this that he sent Dodge and Soji out to find the truth. And so I think mm-hmm. that's what the threat is, is that she might uncover what the secret is. I think that's ultimately what she's looking for, even if she doesn't know. Even if Maddox didn't know, mm-hmm. that's what she's looking for. I think whatever truth he sent her out to find will unveil this un- unveil this secret. And then that's why she's the destroyer. Um, here's another thought, though. Poor, poor little Aggie. What if she wasn't sweet little Aggie who was corrupted by Commodore Commodore O? What if mm-hmm. she's been Romulan the whole time? Just like, uh... Vogue? Well, yes. That, Discovery? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> but not that. Because what, what if she was, like, knowingly Romulan and was sent to Earth to infiltrate oh. their synthetic operations? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I think that's the case, but it could be. I, I think most likely it's just that she's... A regular old person who found out the secret and it it destroyed her, basically. It broke her brain. Yeah, I yeah. think it's that one. I don't know that her brain's necessarily broken. I mean, she seemed pretty reasonable. She just Until had to she kill murdered she... her lover. Yeah, but she, she had... obviously didn't want to do it. She was crying the entire time. <laughs> then how she can just you say that's reasonable? <laughs> because she saw something we, that we have it. She very yeah. reasonably murdered an injured man on a bed. While crying over the fact that she's his lover, but now she's murdering him. Reason. I mean, that it's like dark. if you saw the future and you saw that Becky was going to be the next Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like. I mean, 
If I knew that anybody I knew personally was going to end up being Secret Hitler, I would probably try to talk them out of being Secret Hitler rather than <laughs> murdering them on a hospital bed. I'd be like, hey, what if you don't be next Hitler? Don't be Hitler to Electric Boogaloo. Um, hey, speaking of terrible people, uh, did you did you notice who the Borg in the opening was, Tyler? Uh, nope, no clue who the he Borg is. The getting his eye taken out? He was Echeb. He was one of the Borg children that Seven of Nine recovered in the Delta Quadrant. The one who was, it turned out, like, genetically created to give a virus to the Borg, and his parents willingly gave him up for assimilation, and then they took him back to his parents, and they were like, cool, we actually genetically created you to destroy the Borg, so we're going to let you be assimilated again. He's uh, like, oh. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go on Voyager instead. That was that guy. Now he's dead. That sucks. But the reason I say speaking yeah. of terrible people is because in this he was portrayed by Casey King, who I think did a great job. He was not portrayed by the actor who played him on Voyager, who it turns out supported Kevin Spacey for being a child rapist. So yeah. screw that guy. Yeah. 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 I was like, is that the same actor? I can't tell if it's the same actor. Maybe it's the same actor. Maybe it's not. Oh, it's not the same actor. That's kind of disappointing. Then I read up on him more and I was like, oh, never mind. I'm not disappointed at all that you're no longer in Star Trek. You can go away. <laughs> so when you say he supported him, do you just mean like he was just like Kevin Spacey's a good guy? Or do you mean he was there actively while he was doing it? No, no, and he's no, just no. Like, like, you could, you, oh, you, you do Kevin that. Kevin Spacey's a good guy. And then also like, listen, that kid knew what he was getting into. Oh, okay. Which yeah. like, hey, burn in hell. <laughs> so yeah i didn't realize that was Echeb at first until seven said his name and i was mm-hmm. like oh my god oh that's horrible Ooh, the yeah, fact was, that she that called him a... like my child or whatever oh yeah heartbreaking also yeah, that was a rough yeah. scene each have got into starfleet oh yeah he did they... <laughs> that's so that's so sweet yeah um speaking I don't know. Oh. It was one of those moments. There's been a lot of moments like this in this show so far where it's like it's been 20 years and everything that we knew has been corrupted in some way. You know what I mean? Like things have really gone downhill. It's because yeah. they got an economy back and it ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. so mad about this, guys. Okay, here's what's pissing oh. me off about the economy thing. I have some thoughts on this, too. But it's I'll let like you go first. They have no motivation for anybody to do anything in this dumb show except for money. That's why everybody's doing everything that they're doing. And it makes me so mad. Like, Bruce Maddox ended up getting, like, kidnapped and then eventually dying because of a loan shark. That's <laughs> that's not Star Trek. Come on. Ugh. It makes yeah, me mad. Seven of Nine says that... Uh, pretty much like she's a ranger because it's a job it's just yeah i mean well she seems like she's doing that a little bit out of a sense of duty like a we keep order because somebody has to yeah yeah but i i just i don't know they they just talk about money so much it's like the first time it came up it was when 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 uh raffi was you know poor and living in a weird trailer it was like oh this is weird but now it's like a primary factor on this show is money and like that works in Breaking Bad. It does not work in Star Trek. Yeah. So about Raffi, um, she kept saying she was clean to her son. Do you think she was poor because drugs? Or do you think she like was clean from, I don't know, conspiracy theories, which she is obviously not. 
Um, I think both. I think she's mentioned. Yeah. I mean, we've we've seen her vape. Clearly, she uh, blows <laughs> sick cotton. Um, but I think she's mentioned before uh, something about other drug use. Okay. I think she talked to Picard about like you pulled me out of whatever she was using. So, but I think her like conspiracy theory concerns and her drug use go hand in hand in mm-hmm. that people don't believe her conspiracy theories because she's a drug user. I think that that's they're, they're connected. The the fact that she might actually be right this time and there's actually more to the attack on Mars mm-hmm. uh, since, mm-hmm. uh, uh, since we actually know because well we've seen that We saw clip. that, that the, the electricity on the yeah. synthetic size. So, so her living in a trailer out in the desert might actually be more to do with her circumstances might not be an economic thing. You know what I mean? Well, that's um, that's what I was trying to tell myself that first time. But now, yeah. like, it's clear that even if her circumstances are like, well, there's an economy and everything is well, dependent on it. Well, it seems OK. So free cloud itself. I don't know if that's part of the Federation, is it? I feel like this might have to do with the Maquis. Because there was that whole thing in DS9 where a bunch of the Federation planets ended up separating from the Federation. Uh-huh. It was sort of like a confederacy. And I believe <laughs> that this might be where a lot of the ec- economic talk is actually coming from. Because um, and, and this is just a you know fan theory. I don't know if there's a lot of evidence to support this. But, uh, it, but... it still comes back to, like, regardless if it's in the Federation or not, once you mm. have replicators... Yeah. Why is there an economy? Like, what <laughs> what is the money for when you can replicate anything you want? So, how do replicators mm. work? Do you have to you like, can replicate crystals, anything you want? Yes, but do you except have, for dilithium? Is it like crystals. a three D printer where you need some kind of source material? Like, you need to insert Ooh. the atoms um, into it. Energy. Okay. Yeah, it uses so just solar energy. energy. Yeah, and and there and yeah. we are at a point in the twenty fourth century where there is we have solved energy. So yeah. there's unlimited energy, and there's devices point. that turn energy into matter, which means there shouldn't be an economy because you don't need to buy okay. any material good. So this goes back to my fan theory about this all being a D&D campaign that Picard's playing on a holodeck at the retirement center back on Earth. Well, I mean, the whole treasure idea in, like, D&D, like... Yeah! Well, I I, I mean, there's actually um, sci-fi games that deal with this sort of stuff as well, like... Mm -hmm. Totally. And, and it wouldn't be the first time they pulled it on Trek. Yeah. But fans got really mad the last time they did that. So I don't know. What do you mean? Wait, which, yeah. which, which last time are you? Uh, the finale to? of Enterprise. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, it, it's sort of, it, there's a couple ways to look at it, but it sort of implied that the entire show oh. was a holodeck program. Yeah. And that's why certain things might not have added up canon wise. Oh. Huh. I don't, I don't know if. Troy yes. wants to uh, there was recap this one, this one time <laughs> when a show that was doing kind of interesting things for the first time in four freaking years decided yep. to end their show by being like, "Hey, 
what if we brought Fat Riker back and pretended that he was Skinny Riker in the middle of a holodeck program in an episode where there was no mention of a holodeck program, but apparently he was really concerned about how to solve this problem, so he ran a holodeck program of the original Enterprise, and that's how we figured out how to solve the problem, and then we're going to put that as our final episode, so the final episode of our show really feels like it's an episode of that other show, instead of like giving it any kind of like satisfying conclusion to our characters of the story arcs we've been telling. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Well, I mean, <laughs> how many times does Archer get brought up again in like other shows and stuff? It comes up a couple times. Yeah. He's, he's, well, that's the interesting the thing. The name Archer actually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They mention him before that show's even a thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Arch- Archer is part of the future history before Enterprise happens. There's like a there's like planets named after him and stuff. Yeah. Can I can I talk about another uh weird um enterprise connection I made in this episode? No. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Shit. Oh, dang it. Moving I was on. really Sorry. excited Stop the about podcast. this. Though. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Is this a democracy or um dictatorship? Uh the Federation? Uh, <laughs> no, oh, the podcast. podcast yeah <laughs> it's an oligarchy apparently um so i was watching today uh an episode of season one of star trek enterprise called detained where um captain archer meets a bunch of Sulaban. And the Suliban are a race of people who uh, their planet blew up and they were dispersed across the galaxy and a few of them became super evil and started attacking people. And that made the rest of the galaxy really hate all of the Suliban. And I was like, oh, snap. This is like exactly what's happening in Picard with the Romulans. And then I realized like, oh, snap. This is exactly what's happened with like a lot of minority groups throughout history who have been displaced from their homes and then vilified by the people around them. So it makes sense that it would come up twice in Star Trek. But it was kind of interesting that I was like, oh, Picard's doing uh, the same thing that Enterprise did, except for without the Temporal Cold War to make it extra dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Did you ever notice they kind of abandoned that plot line? (sighs) And except for when they did freaking aliens in Nazi uniforms. Yeah. Star Trek loves putting aliens in Nazi uniforms. There's nothing better than an alien in a Nazi (laughs) uniform. Get it? They're evil because they're wearing a Nazi uniform. Oh. Yeah, that's not my uh, that's not my favorite episode. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something cool that uh, y'all might not have noticed in this episode? Did you did y'all see the signs when uh, when Rios beamed down to Free Cloud? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quark's bar. Quark, there's I did not see the signs. I, I I had to read about it, but there's a sign for Quark's bar, and there's a sign for Mister Mott's hair emporium. Oh, hair I didn't see that. One. Mis- I, uh, Mr. I Mott was that. the barber from uh, Next Generation who showed up like twice. <laughs> And and Quark's bar is the bar from Deep Space Nine. Quark is one of the main characters on Deep Space Nine. So it's nice. just nice to know that Quark is still out there making money, making Latinum. So yeah. that's actually the thumbnail He's... for the episode, because I just thought that shot was really cool. Like, Rios looked funny. Like, well, he looked cool, but... Yeah, totally. Just like he would be uncomfortable. <laughs> In his big orange He's... pimp hat? Yeah, with his feather. <laughs> Um, so I think we got confirmation that Rios is not a hologram. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unless I was he has a mention, mobile emitter. So the first uh, time we see Rios, he has been he stabbed. So, yeah, you, a, a hologram could portray being stabbed. So he had a hologram trying to heal another hologram. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Um, it could huh. be. 
and he could have a mobile emitter. To have a, wait, Tyler, have I told you about oh, the mobile emitter? My connections can't. Kind of... Nope. Okay, so this one time, uh, a future time cop came back to stop Voyager from doing some meddling through time. And he ended up going back to the 70s. And Voyager accidentally followed him to the 90s. And they met Sarah Silverman and were like, hey, what's up? Uh, you work at the uh, Griffith like Park Observatory. Sarah Silverman? Or... Yeah. Um, and then they were like, uh, listen, Sarah Silverman, we understand that you work for this tech billionaire who's inventing all kinds of technology that he shouldn't have. Something suspicious about that. Except for apparently he exists in the timeline. So I guess it's not that suspicious. But anyway, we think he's this future time cop that's screwing with time. So we're going to go try and stop him. But it turns out it wasn't the future time cop. He was a weird hippie who saw the future time cop crash and he stole stuff from the future time cop. And the future time cop's now a homeless person who's living on the streets. And Sarah Silverman helps them to find them. And he uh, wants to, like, he, he steals the database from Voyager, including the holographic doctor, and he wants to torture the doctor. So he gives him this device from the future that lets the hologram go and be outside. And then they ended up beating the future time cop and resetting everything, except for the doctor gets creeped the the holographic emitter that lets him go wherever he wants. So he's no longer confined to sickbay, even though Star Trek has very specific rules about not using future technology. For some reason, he's allowed to keep that one. And then later, the future time cop shows up and he goes back in time a bunch to try and stop himself but also he's going back in time to make things happen so he's like a villain and a hero at the same time and they have to arrest him and he goes to future time cop joe that was impressive yeah (laughs) that that was a good recap of that episode that's a pretty good episode i always forget about sarah silverman yeah sarah silverman's in star trek apparently uh they talked about bringing her onto the crew like she was gonna uh, come back with them oh, to that the would future have been amazing. and and hang out on Voyager, but they didn't make it happen. I How really liked her Star character. Trek would be. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking better. of future tech, <laughs> how about those embedded mom AIs? Yeah. So Bruce Maddox wasn't actively talking to to Dodge and Soji. They just have mommy about. But why did the mommy AI put Soju to sleep that one time? I don't understand that. Well, uh, I. I guess it has to do... Well, it happened to both of them. Like, they uh, sort of got hypnotized, I guess. Uh, But with um, Daj, it was a hypnotized so she would go find Picard. Uh Whereas the other one, I think she wanted her to forget her worries about Daj and what's happened to her. So... I think she was trying to calm her down, essentially. Does taking a nap make her forget? Yeah. Do you forget things when you take naps, MC? That must be very not disconcerting. Not me personally. <laughs> not, not, not me personally. I Where am I? I, I? I haven't been hypnotized, but to forget. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I bet Atticus feels that way. <laughs> he does. Every yeah. time he wakes up, he's like, what the hell is going on here? He's <laughs> like, I hate this. Just... I, I was <laughs> debating telling a story, but it's it's not interesting at all. So I'm not going to instead. <laughs> um, so we have to talk about everybody's undercover personas. So Rios is a space pimp. Mm-hmm. And, um, yep. a face and they're like, you're going to be such a good space pimp. And description. <laughs> Seven is just herself, but she's pretending to be imprisoned. And Picard yep. is like, I'm going to be an outlaw, buddy. Look at my eye patch. I'm so villainous. And he's a terrible <laughs> actor and starts doing this really bad French accent. 
And it's it's cute though. It's so he's, wonderful that he's terrible at it. He's like completely embracing it. The best he's part, enjoying though, himself so much. The and best then, part is Elnor. Yeah. Because Elnor comes from, you know, the 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 nunnery of telling the truth all the time. And so he's like, yeah. oh, we're gonna lie? Ooh. Kind of. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. we're gonna yeah. lie. What fun. And then later he's like, oh, uh, we're not pretending anymore. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, He's such a big dumb baby and I love it. uh, 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 The the scene where they're like talking through uh, what's going to happen and how they're going to get out of this whole situation. uh, And he does like a big like boisterous thing in like Spanish, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone sort of looks at him and he's like, I can't be anyone but Elnor. Uh, and <laughs> then Picard goes, then be Elnor. And then Seven and Nine's like, a quiet Elnor. <laughs> quiet Elnor, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or something along those I, lines. Uh, I uh, think he said one that being speak. Rios is hard or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in my notes I have, uh, they beam down to the VPN planet. And then they meet uh, this lady from the Neverending Story. Oh, she does kind of look like the lady from the Neverending Story with oh. the big old shoulder pads. Yeah, mm. I kind of like that outfit. I mean, she was evil. I don't. I didn't like her, but her outfit was cool. Yeah. So, what do you think they do with the Borg parts? Like, they what? sell them because there's an <laughs> economy. What? Because all anybody does is do things for money in this future. So are people putting Borg parts into themselves? So- to make them um probably that could be well because the borg tech is like way more advanced than a lot of what the federation has and most of the federation doesn't really understand how it works so i assume that that kind of tech would be valuable and i think the reason that borg the borg are so advanced is because they're constantly assimilating other cultures around the galaxy Mm -hmm. they're from a whole different quadrant of the galaxy so you know i mean they're also a collective so that harnessing that much brain power yeah that that doesn't factor into it because the borg don't make shit when they need to come up with how to make things they're like uh voyager you you are the borg you will help us make a bomb (laughs) and voyager's like no we will not help you make a bomb and they're like we'll give you coffee and then janeway's like okay we'll help you make a bomb and they have to janeway has to teach them how to make a bomb because while they have all this brain power and all this technology they don't know how to innovate man they don't know how to invent stuff all they can do is assimilate yeah they can't improvise (laughs) so Mm -hmm. how how are the borg controlled like if you put borg parts into yourself like wouldn't there be some fear that you would get controlled i'm guessing it would be more (sighs) reverse engineering those parts yeah they can put it in Mm -hmm. yeah so they there's, need the technology maybe. to study it, but there's they don't a actually. Lot of uh, a lot of instances on Voyager where people are healed by nanoprobes, uh, Borg nanoprobes. So those I know have some healing properties, and every time they use them, people are like, "Oh my god, am I going to be a Borg now?" And it's like, "Nah, you're cool." And they're like, "Oh, okay." Um, so that happens a lot. So Borg nanoprobes can be used for that, but I think that there's there is a little bit of a risk of that because the Borg are set up in such a way that like any amount of Borg stuff has the potential to assimilate everything around it. Um, but it's, it's yeah, kind totally. of a plot convenience thing. Like 
when they need you to be able to have Borg tech in you and not be assimilated, it's like, oh no, there's no chance of assimilation. And then every once in a while, it's like, ah, oh, shoot, we were wrong and you got assimilated and now that's what the episode's <laughs> about. That does happen a couple of times where yeah. it's like, oh no, this won't... And then it's all of a sudden you see them a few scenes later and they're all Borg and they There's this one time when a Borg piece of technology like knocks a guy out and then builds a womb and starts growing a baby in I the I think you womb. mentioned that before. I don't I don't even remember what the hell happens in that episode, but it's <laughs> weird where they're like, "Hey, there's that. a baby over there. Does anybody know why there's a baby with Borg stuff on it? That's not cool." What about first contact? Just half of that movie. Yeah, just assimilate all the stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they basically assimilate the ship in that one, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then Picard takes his shirt off and he's like, I'm buff now, buddy. And he has an action hero. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen as well. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad that, that... He shoots a Tommy gun in that movie. He does shoot a Tommy gun. <laughs> I'm oh, glad that Admiral Picard is like not an action hero. That every time an action thing happens, he's like out of breath and is like, guys, my hip hurts. Please stop. <laughs> Like, that's way more appropriate for a man of his stature. Right. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I'll take out this Robulin. No, you won't. You'll get thrown over a table, you old man. <laughs> um. Speaking of action scenes, Seven, what are you doing? Lying to Picard and taking those guns and beaming down to the planet and just shooting everybody? That's not cool. <laughs> That scene was incredible, though. It was super good. I did not realize what she was was doing. Yeah, it was so satisfying. Like She gets on the transport, and I was like, I guess she's just taking the guns. That makes sense. And then she, like, cocks (laughs) it just before she beams out. And I was like, oh, that's not good. She's up to something. I kind of want to see a spinoff show just about her now. Yeah. Well, I wonder if she's going to... I kind of want to just follow that. Like, does she come back to the ship? I don't remember. She doesn't. No, she's going off to kill Bill. I wonder well, she's if she's going to show Bill. back up because she. <laughs> yeah. So they they I'm sure made she has a, a list. They made a specific point of her giving Picard her like that number? weird yeah. chip. Yeah, her 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 space phone number. <laughs> so that makes me think she's going to come back in some capacity. It'll be like uh, Mandalorian. She's going to come back in at the last moment. Yeah, I feel like Picard will call and collect. He seems cheap in this new economy. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Uh. He, he, when Rios was like, oh, that, that's going to double money? the price. How does he have money to pay for any of this? I don't know. Yeah, it's Maybe he does it. Maybe he's just telling Rios that he does. He's like, that... he's like oh, dang, I took out a loan from that Pajazo lady, buddy. It's, this is not a good situation for me. <laughs> what if there's not really money? Well, They're just making jokes. They're just pretending I mean, that there's money just to pass time. <sighs> I hate the money thing. I like I, I like this show, but every time that comes up, it completely takes me out of it. And it makes it really hard for me because it's just like, that's not, it, it is so like wrong for what we know about Star Trek. And Tyler, I know you sent me that, that article that was like, here's eight times that money has been mentioned in Star Trek, which is all fine. Like, there are inconsistencies in Star Trek. It is not, like, an airtight canon. But, yep. like, if you were to make a list of, like, the top five 
philosophical mm-hmm. tenets of Star Trek, like a socialist utopia that's beyond an economy is one of those top five. So for this show to have so many plot points that are like, and and things that aren't even necessary, like last episode where they're like, how are we going to get down to the planet? And Rios is like, oh, a cash gift is always appropriate. That was totally unnecessary. They, like there are so many ways that you could have resolved the fake conflict of them not being able to get down to the planet. Like, they set up a conflict of we can't get down there just so that they could resolve it by saying that they bribed somebody. And that just irritates me because it it seems like it's not even lazy writing. It's like writing specifically to go against what Star Trek has established before. And that really bothers me. Yeah. Hmm. I I understand that totally. I think... I kind of see what the writers are trying to do with this series, and I feel like there's still a lot of unanswered questions that I I really hope they do explain the economy thing to an extent. I feel like maybe it's just we haven't been told everything yet. It would be weird if like they didn't have an economy and suddenly had an economy. I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. I, just, I don't think there's but any explanation I, you can give for how it's been, what, 20 years since Data died? Like, yeah. how did you go from a socialist utopia to a capitalist society in 20 years? Well, it seems like they cut themselves off from, like, the rest of, like, the galaxy or whatever. So maybe it has something well, to do with that. Um, that's what I'm assuming. Um, I hope that's what it is. I mean, it would be kind of, I don't know, it would be kind of sad if that was the case. Um, like, the Federation itself is not what it used to be. But I think the message that the writers are kind of hinting at is that utopia is not guaranteed. That just because things are better than they've ever been doesn't mean that you can just dust off your hands and pat yourself off the pat yourself on the back and call it a day and ride off into the sunset to retire at your vineyard, you know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe someone had like a make the Federation or make Earth great again. thing. (laughs) Oh, no. um, They're like, you remember how great uh, the Earth was back in like the 2000s? Remember how good it was when we had poor people? What if we did that again? <laughs> it made me feel so good knowing that there was someone else feeling like more shit than me. <laughs> Let's build yeah. the space wall and we'll make the Romulans pay for it. <laughs> that is what it kind of feels like, though, you know, that it, they're I mean, supposed I, I to be think a metaphor. That, yeah, I think that the, the I, I think that the let's build a space wall thing is like an intentional thing. But it's yeah. just I, I, the economics of it just. It's like, I don't know. It just, it feels intentional. Like somebody is intentionally going like, hey, you know how there wasn't an economy? I'm going to make sure that in this there is and that we talk about it all the time. And and Eric, I mean, I, I hope you're right that we get some explanation for it. But mm-hmm. I just, I don't know that there's any explanation that they could give that would be satisfactory to me because that is such a, like, a tenant of Star Trek that, Right. No matter what the explanation is, I feel like it's going to n- not actually make sense to me. Especially with I replicators do. being all yeah, over because, the place. Yeah. And being... Because you have to somehow explain why people care about having money. Because like yeah. it's not enough to just be like, well, there's an economy now, but but why? Like, what does, what do you, okay, so you like, you use your money to hire a ship. Okay, so Rios wants money, so that's why he's hiring out his ship. But why does Rios want money? Like, eventually you have to explain, like... Repairs. What the... But you have a goddamn replicator and a ship full of <laughs> EMHs. 
Like he's got at least four different holograms on his ship that he can he do doesn't all like kinds them though. So what if there's like <laughs> and this isn't even a joke. What if there's sort of like an anti-vaxxer type of backlash and people just don't want to use the mm. like replicator technology. They want like the <gasps> sense of realness. You reminded me of one of my favorite things from the episode. In the home video where Maddox and Agnes oh. smooch, he's baking cookies. And she's like, why the hell are you baking cookies? Just ask the replicate for cookies. Instead, you replicated flour and sugar and milk and chocolate chips. You replicated all the individual components. Why not just replicate it? And he's like, because it's not the same. And that was really cute. I like that. That was a good moment. Yeah. And then she killed him. <laughs> and then she <laughs> murdered him to death on a hospital bed. You didn't think she could be evil. Yeah. yeah. I, I've Turns seen out her she be, evil be evil before. She's good well, at it. The only theory I had about her prior to this was that she had ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, Eric's that one comment that didn't get into the last episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I was going to create a new segment called Listener Correspondence, but this is like relevant to what we're talking about. So I'm just going to throw it in now. And I doubt this person even listens to us, but they responded to my tweet on Twitter. So, you know, look out for tweets on Twitter where I'm like, hey, you got any comments about the episode? Because we'll read them. Uh, so at Toxokev, that's T-O-X-O-K-E-V on Twitter says, why does Star Trek need to become yet another dystopian torture mess? Why for the love of Roddenberry? <laughs> Um. Well, it's a I think reflection that kind of goes of, back to what Troy was saying. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I reckon like every single um, Star Trek is that there's a part of a reflection of the politics that's going on in the world, and I think mm-hmm. the uh, socialist utopia was like a commentary on like what was happening in Russia and how it was different than reality essentially well so tng came out during a really optimistic time um at least in the u.s yeah and so uh, yeah i think it was kind of a reflection of that optimism yeah and today you could argue is not quite as optimistic uh so but then again, so Star Trek's supposed to be an escape from that, right? It's supposed to be an escape from our oh, current times. I mean, it's supposed yeah, to be but, a hopeful But it's supposed to future, reflect. So I, mean, I, I have mixed feelings on that. I, I, I like the idea of Starflect or Starflect, Star Trek <laughs> as a reflection of our cultural issues. And I I, sure. I think it's fine to do that. Like I said, you know, the, the like refugee thing makes sense to me now. Um, yeah. As a plot point, even though it's something Star Trek's done before, like I think that's more relevant now than it was then. But I don't think you need to like y- you need to play within the toy box. And and mm. the problem I have is that I feel like they wanted to. They're changing the rules. Yeah. Th- th- instead of figuring out how to make social commentary in the world of Star Trek. They went, we want to make social commentary, but there's this one part of Star Trek that doesn't really work for our social commentary, so we're just going to ignore it, and then we're going to make sure to keep pointing out that we're ignoring it over and over and over again (laughs) so that some dumbass on a podcast loses his mind about it. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Do you think that they're maybe hinting at that this is like the beginning of the decline of the Federation? I I mean, I think the Federation has declined. That's that's Picard's whole thing. Is that 
like Starfleet <laughs> isn't what it was. And he's really upset about that. And that makes sense that he's frustrated about that. But it's just, I, I will, ne- I will, I cannot come up with any possible explanation for the economics thing that will make it make sense to me. And that sucks. And and I, I had one to begin with, you know, like I said, Rios, okay, if he said, you know, it's going to cost a lot to do this because we've got to, you know, fly through a, a Ferengi toll booth. Okay, <laughs> fine. Like that, that would work for me. But it's just, it's been going on for so long in the show that like, I'm like, no, it's just, there just is an economy now and there shouldn't be. I don't know. I will get unless off it's a holodeck. Program. I apologize. I'm done. I'm done <laughs> uh, until next week when I get pissed off about it yeah. again. I could kind of <laughs> see even in the case of Maddox, like since the stuff he's doing is illegal, maybe there could be like some form of like physical payment for well, that, so it's not traceable. Yeah, no, well, is a replicator. If he has one replicator, then it doesn't matter that it's illegal because he can just make all uh, the shit replicator that he wants. tapping. Um, there like you go. Tapping. Uh, y- yeah, like they, they there's got to be an imprint or something that, or maybe even a signal that a replicate, uh, like someone's replicating something that they shouldn't be. Yeah, is that going to mm. get sent somewhere so those people are reported? Do you have to jailbreak your replicator so you can <laughs> to make, make synth parts? <laughs> yeah, like we haven't even got into that yet. Like jailbroken replicators. <laughs> I think he might be onto something there. That yeah, that actually he, makes more sense to me than anything else I've heard so far. But it doesn't explain why everybody yeah, seems to be operating on an economy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, maybe because we're focusing in on this disreputable sort of area, we're getting more of it than we would if we're looking at the Federation as a whole. And- and that would have yeah. been fine if Picard, the first time they talked about, like, we're going to have to, you know, this ship costs a lot of money. If he was like, oh, shit, money, buddy, I forgot about using that. But on the black market, <laughs> yeah. I know it's still a thing. Like, if he said yeah. that yeah. in the first episode, I would totally be able to roll with it. But yeah, nobody's it, surprised by it. Like, uh, everybody just accepts well, that. What that if you just pay for everything thing. with wine? I would like that. <laughs> yeah, if he brought just like just a couple crates of of Chateau Picard with him, mm-hmm. and was just yeah, that would work. But that it, would be incredible. Yeah. That was such a missed opportunity. I mean, he clearly <laughs> has cash. He has like liquid assets of some sort that he is using throughout the yeah. series, and that just he has just he has liquid assets from his uh, liquid assets. Uh, <laughs> it was there i had to say it all right so you want to move on from the whole economy thing please i'm getting so <laughs> yeah. mad i'm like <sighs> well should we um dr- uh, jump into something even uh more depressing then uh like <laughs> raffi and her son sure oh, oh gosh that was heartbreaking that was yeah. rough. that was really rough so, so Raffi, not to be racist, but what race is um, <laughs> is uh, I think his name was Gabe. Uh, her son is his wife and our girlfriend. I think uh, she's she to be Romulan. Yeah, Romulan. That okay. is a very traditional Romulan haircut. That's that's a next generation era Romulan haircut. Okay, and yeah. her clothing's even that sort of shiny gray stuff that. Mm-hmm their uniforms were made out of in the 90s the haircut was throwing me off because none of the other romulans have bad haircuts 
Really? Oh, they did. Uh, they they did to. once upon a time. Yeah. Ooh, can they I send you a picture? They all had the same haircut. Oh, okay, wait. MC, finish your thought, and then I'm going to completely sidetrack us with a theory I heard somewhere else. Oh, okay, so Raffi tracks down her son, essentially, on pre-cloud uh, to the hospital, and she just sort of walks over there, and he, he like, shuts her down. Like, uh, he, he she's trying to be like, I'm better, I'm here for you now, I can be a part of your life. And he's just like, you weren't there when we needed you, like, uh-huh. where were you for me and dad, and you're off being a crackpot, and she's- <laughs> And a crackhead. Talk- a crackpot yeah. and crackhead. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, it, sh- she gets, like, bu- brutally, like, put down by her son in yeah. this scene, and- it's just like at the end of it, he's like she's just passing through to his wife, mm-hmm. and yeah. her, and it's just so heartbreaking because she's like trying to get better at this family thing, and he's not giving her a chance. It, it seems just, like he's yeah. done with her. Yeah. yeah, it's even harder because you we know she's right about the conspiracy thing, so you oh, know yeah. you yeah. like feel her frustration. Mm-hmm. I just watched today, watched an episode of Supergirl that also had like the same scene of like a child and a mother reuniting and the mother is still terrible in ways that the child can't handle. And like, oh, it was so heartbreaking. I'm like, why? Why is this happening to me multiple times in a week? Um, (laughs) I got to I got to get caught up on all the DC shows at some point. That's what we've dove back into because. Becky's like, I think she's completely done watching Star Trek Enterprise. So I was like, oh, I guess we'll go back to the superhero <laughs> shows. <laughs> oh, have you seen Titans yet? Nah, no, no. not yet. Don't you have to get the app for that one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not on if you're Netflix in here. Australia, you son of a biscuit. Yeah. Um, okay. I think you so, could get a VPN too, but I'm going to sidetrack the heck out <laughs> of us. I want to talk about two characters that didn't even show up in this episode. Mm, damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just had a thought that I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Soju and her boyfriend. No, not her. Not Soju. Uh, uh, what's his name? Scruffy Narc? Romulan. Yeah, Scruffy Narc? Romulan and and his his Narc. his sex Narc. sister. Um, here's the theory. They keep making a big point. Of them calling each brother brother and sister. The theory is that their parents must be important in some way. Okay. Why, why, mm. why, why do they have to be brother and sister? Unless their parents are someone we know already. This is a theory I stole from another podcast. Don't know which one. Otherwise, I'd tell you. Might have been the Luke out again. But here's the theory, Eric and MC, because Tyler won't know what this means. The theory is that their mother is Sila. <gasps> Tyler just took his headphones off. Why I do have, you take your headphones I off? I have other headphones. These are just... Oh, okay. Oh, so noise doesn't feed headphones? in. These are like to muffle out because sometimes you guys talking goes back yeah. into the microphone sure so, okay yeah that's fair so that person um, has a really bad haircut that you just sent us a picture of yes i pulled that up because of the haircut and she so looks Sila terrified has a terrible haircut she's a blonde romulan because she's only half romulan because tyler What's her do you other remember half? how we talked about the history of all the enterprises and how the enterprise C came into the future in the middle of a battle where they helped the Klingons. And because they came into the future, the Federation never made peace with the Klingons. So then we were still at war with the Klingons. So then they had to send it back in time to the past. So it could save the Klingons. So it would establish peace with the Klingons so that the timeline would be restored. How could I forget? 
when it went back in time, they sent their security officer, Tasha Yar, back in time with them because she was supposed to be dead in the current timeline anyway. And so they're like, well, you go help them out. And so she's like, all right, I will. It's sure not going to cause any problems for us later. Turns out she got captured by Romulans. One of them made uh, her his wife, probably non-consensually. And so then they had babies. And that baby's name is Sela, who's that Romulan that I just sent to you there. And so then the theory is that she's like one of the only important Romulans. So what if Narek and Riku or whatever her name is are is her name Riku? children. I have no, no clue what her name the is. Name of the Rizzo. It's Rizzo. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds like I don't Lizzo. think that's going to be yeah. the case. Maybe, but I don't know that. Uh, I just yeah, think I it's know. an interesting theory, and I'm stealing it from other podcasts, but I wanted to share it here just so people could think on it. And go, huh? Interesting, but also because I wanted to show Tyler a terrible Romulan haircut on a blonde lady. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, they could bring Sela back, right? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe she's the one that's behind the uh, Tal Shiar Shiar. Oh my whatever. gosh, the... <laughs> that would be so dumb, and I would love it, and I would hate it. <laughs> it would she'd, be so Star she'd Trek. She'd come out of the shadows and go, mm, humans have this habit of showing up when you least expect it. It's a line she says, and it's awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Diana Crosby needs a paycheck. Uh, she's also Tyler. Um, the blonde Romulan is also Bing Crosby's niece. So there's that for you. Nice. And in Star Trek canon, I assume. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and also in, real life, in both. Huh, weird. Bing Crosby got up to some stuff. <laughs> um, so I have a question about Picard's history of being a Borg. Does Does yeah. he have any Borg parts in him anymore? presumably I think, not i think yeah, i don't know i, I think mean, bev took them all out but he's talked about like being able to hear them before so hmm. yeah. yeah no well that's what uh my theory is is that thing that's on his brain is actually just an implant i think it has so to he, be yeah like he that's how he hears them mm. yeah because he still sensed them in uh first contact right right it would be, so, yeah. It, they kind of just ignored that. They never really brought it up again, so. I mean, I think in Best of Both Worlds Part 2, they're basically like, hey, we took all of the implants out of you. But then there's a hint that something's still in there in First Contact. Yeah. Well, it makes sense because they weren't able to remove everything from Seven of Nine. So. Or it's just that, like, the Borg had assimilated some... Uh, uh, not Bajorans, Betazoids. And so he could hear them because, like, w- there was just a drone mm. that was accidentally broadcasting telepathically. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I kind of so like that. So, Betazoids are the species that are very telepathic and they communicate through um, thought sometimes, but not all the time. And uh, one of them, whose name was Troy, had a daughter whose name was Troy, and she was on the Enterprise with Picard, <laughs> but she was only half Betazoid, so she wasn't telepathic, she was just empathic, which basically meant that people would be like, yes, Picard, of course we're telling you the truth. And she'd be like, I think he's lying. Hmm. And he'd be like, no shit, buddy, thanks. And that's pretty <laughs> much all she did, because the writers didn't know how to write a competent female character, because it was the 80s and the 90s. Which doesn't excuse it, but it does explain it. 
Yeah. So anyway, it could have been that. <laughs> that, that. That could be why he heard the Borg. Uh, so before we go, um, <laughs> sorry. So before we go, <laughs> that's just the longest pause. I just wanted to bring up on the on the last episode when I was stuck in a transporter buffer. Mm. It got me thinking about you know possible guest appearances going forward, and um, I'm wondering what if Data's cat is currently stuck in a transporter buffer. Do you think Data's cat's <laughs> going to make an appearance on a future episode? No. I MC? Um, that cat is long dead. It yeah, has to be. <laughs> if it's not trapped in a transporter buffer, um, it's got to be dead. Uh, didn't someone end up taking care of it? But people live longer. Exactly. Why can't cats? And also, pet medical, medical technology. care, like, it, pet life expectancies are increasing more rapidly than humans now, he, at this point in time. So... <laughs> It, it, it's a good point. He, here's I'm, what, uh, uh, I'm, I'm willing to go. <laughs> I'm willing to go as far as saying there might be a clone spot somewhere in this galaxy. Ooh. Do you think we'll see a mirror spot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a little goatee. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be good because meerkats are great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just the dog. That looks like a cat. <laughs> In the mirror universe, dogs are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, fun fact about Spot. Did you know that Spot was played by six cats and an iguana? <laughs> and Oh yeah, Spot did oh, turn yeah, into an iguana once. But, but that's not yeah. all. Was that a Q thing? No, it was in the episode. Okay, so this one time. I'm trying to remember. They, I don't know, went into a stupid nebula or something, and it made everybody on the ship devolve, Regress. except for yeah. in ways oh, that didn't make right. any goddamn yeah, yeah. sense. So Riker turned that's into like a werewolf, where... and Troy turned into like a fish, and Spot turned into an iguana, and it was And Worf stupid. turned into a monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe he was the like, werewolf. He was... I don't know. Yeah, That's one of the worst terrifying. episodes of Star Trek. It's so bad. Oh. So, do you know <laughs> who played Spot? The names of the cats that played Spot? I don't know. You want to guess I some of them? I you're going to tell us. I'm going to guess a, there's a ginger in there. Uh, no. Uh, Eric, you yeah. got a guess? Um, Tyler. Yes. <gasps> really? Uh-huh. So the cats <laughs> there's a, that one played of the cats Spot. Names Tyler? There's Monster. There's Brandy. There's Bud. There's Spencer. There's Zoe. There's... An unnamed iguana, and there's Tyler. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw that. That just sounds like they don't know the name of the iguana. Not an unnamed iguana. He's an iguana with the name, just nobody knows what the iguana's name is. So, Damn. Yeah. So that's nice. Um, <laughs> so I have a question that I doubt you'll have an answer for. But in like the first episode, I mentioned how number one is not neutered. And then I'm looking at mm -hmm. Spot's like Star Trek fandom page, obviously, uh, since learning that he exists. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I see that Spot is a female that had a litter of kittens with another cat that just happened to be on the Enterprise or whatever ship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like 
Do mm-hmm, they not mm-hmm. believe in neutering in the future? Because it's very important. It's a post-scarcity society. Who gives a shit if you spay or neuter your pets? <laughs> you just give the dog a replicator programmed to food, and every time he barks at it, it can make more food happen. Because it's a post-scarcity society with no economy. Mm. The cats are going to kill all the birds. There probably aren't birds in Star Trek. The well, birds I mean, can have replicators, too. Are they going to repl- so. replicate more birds? You just have a planet full of birds. <laughs> Send all the cl- the cats to I don't Jupiter. know. This future seems like it sucks. Um, hey, I have a question. If you were going to go undercover into a space bar, what would your ridiculous over-the-top undercover persona be, Tyler? Hmm. No, that's stupid. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave in all that <laughs> silence. Um, I was thinking... A, a pirate just because of Picard. I don't know how that would fit in. Like his eye patch is funny. No, that's fine. It doesn't have to fit in clearly because <laughs> of this we got over the top Frenchmen and crazy space pimps. So, uh, MC, what about you? Um, well, crazy space pimp apparently. Like, <laughs> I, I, I just go with that. Uh, what? Why change it? it? It seems like a great. One or uh, or you could go with something a little bit more modern and go with uh maybe even a rapper. Mm. MC MC MC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just great. just a couple of got, gold chains. Uh, I got a, a way too excited shirt. about that. <laughs> I got so excited I couldn't get out four letters because I was so excited about MC MC. <laughs> I saw a Star Wars meme the other day that had a stormtrooper that had like a gold chain around his neck and then um <laughs> the like thing below it said they fly now you know like oh because yeah. they fly they fly now like that scene from like the trailer <laughs> for the newest star eric Wars. what yeah. would your ridiculous undercover- i'm just ignoring you what's so, your undercover so, be? i i would probably they sorry i would probably be the elnor of the group where i'm just like oh we're we're pretending i yeah i'm, I'm terrible at improvising yeah. so <laughs> so you got anything else you want to say maybe. Oh, maybe one i guess we should do i think last time we stole that uh, thing that you've been doing a best animation shows ever so far where we at least said like what we liked most about it I think we did that. Did we do that? It was a heist. I liked that it was a heist. I like yes. heists. Yeah. It was a fun episode. I, I really enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. thought it was great. Uh, I thought Free Cloud was a really cool concept for a planet, even though the economy thing, whatever. I'm not going to bring <laughs> that up again. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I really like that planet. Uh, I thought the new species, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Lizardman. Uh, Fix or something? Yeah, his name was the F, right? Fox I know something. Picard or v- v- Rio v- said v- it wrong v- v- once. Uh, something with a Vop. V. Vop. Oh, it was a V. V- Vop. Vop. Vope. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, but I, I thought he was kind of an interesting character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So he was your favorite. Uh, what about you, MC? Uh, I my favorite bit is uh where he they they've dressed uh Rios up as space pimp. <laughs> And um, I think it's Rafi who says, uh, try not to be your uh, brooding existential self. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh, that's a perfect descriptor. Like, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's a broody existentialist. That That's great. He's a broody yeah. existential hologram. 
the emergency <laughs> broody existential hologram. It's not a hologram. Uh, so my favorite bit was uh, everything Elnor did. The first time I watched the episode, I was like, wow, Elnor had like a whole episode of getting Elnor and then he did nothing. Second time I watched it, mm-hmm. I noticed all the like funny little things like he does. Like he just gets like one, two second scenes here and there and they're all funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really shows a lot of <sighs> his funny. character. And oh, the whole Kanda thing is like hilarious. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of like Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. a little bit, a where he just doesn't like jokes go right over his head and stuff. <laughs> so yeah, you guys ready for some plugs? Plug away! All right, so you can listen to more MC and Troy on the best animated shows ever so far, where they watch, rank, and review every cartoon ever so far based on the first three episodes. I think right now you're watching Silver Surfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, episode uh, one of that will come out the same day that this comes out. Yeah, ah. so I'm sure that's going great. Actually, I feel like that show's probably bad, but that's just my prediction. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. I one. feel like it's bad, but we'll find out <laughs> in three weeks. Yeah, when you rank it. So um, you can find more of Eric's work on Epic Fails of History. That's Epic with a K where he talks about mm-hmm. humanity's greatest failures and what we can learn from them. Um, you got an episode coming out soon, Eric? I know you have like a half I, episode coming out. Or did- yeah, I've got like a little mini episode coming out just because I haven't posted anything in forever. Um, but I've got about three episodes recorded that I just have to take the time to edit. Um, I know how that is. <laughs> that should. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so I'm sort of on a hiatus right now because I've got these other events. So I'm just trying to juggle. We'll see how that works. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, hopefully I'll have something up like this week. Cool. And you've got a, you've got a good size back catalog. If no one's listened to the podcast yet, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So um, speaking of editing taking forever, there is a new episode <laughs> of this podcast with Troy on it and our friend Evan, where uh, we watched an episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars, and we watched that like three months ago before troy had a baby and now troy has a baby so mm-hmm. yeah i still gotta listen to that i hear it's hilarious uh, i i feel like just uh starting it up and just randomly hitting somewhere in the middle of the podcast and just holding it up to my mic right now <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. so you can find links to everything i just mentioned in the show notes as well as links to everyone's social media and a link to our discord channel where you can talk to us about star trek picard and other stuff and yeah, I think we're going to do another poll this week. If anyone remembers what it's going to be, please say it now. <laughs> Which is the best Picard? Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a few Picards to choose from, and we want to know which is best. We've Picard. got muscly Picard. We've got robot Picard. <laughs> we've got uh, regular Picard. French Picard. And we've got French Picard. <laughs> what was that last one that you said before uh, French Picard? Regular Picard. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> what about Tom Hardy Picard? That was Muscle yeah. Picard, I assume. That's what I assumed oh, when yeah. you were talking about him earlier. I assumed it wasn't Patrick but, Stewart. No, you would think no. that, but it was before Tom Hardy was muscly, so it's like weird, scrawny Picard. Mm-hmm. Tom Hardy yeah. was a weird-looking kid, is what I found out when I rewatched Nemesis. It's interesting. It's kind of like how in... Um, Whatever the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie is, uh, you've got Thor in it, and he's he's not a big guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he plays uh, Kirk's yeah. dad in that one. Mm-hmm. I think 
Uh-huh. Yeah. I forgot his name. But at least that's a good movie, whereas Nemesis is not. Although it's now kind of required watching, which is weird. Yep. Yeah. I, I have very mixed feelings on this, because like, I rewatched it, and it's like, oh, this might be one of the worst Star Trek movies. Well, here's but now the thing. it's like really essential, because this entire series is built on everything that happens in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's like one of these weird things where it's a bad movie, but it sets mm-hmm. up a lot of good things that yeah is happening and it's just like okay well i gotta watch it then (laughs) it's like some accidentally good world building that they yeah yeah it's weird (laughs) okay but yeah this has been fun so troy how do we end the episode well we're gonna go rewatch a uh, a compulsory rewatch of a bad movie apparently so (laughs) that's fun and miserable at the same time for to beam out (laughs) hey stick around because me and eric are going to talk about the next time on um scene so i think we should definitely do a spoiler alert of some kind before this segment yeah Especially for what I'm going to do and, uh, is Troy. I'm going to interrupt um, when we're going like that. I'm going to interrupt it and be like, hey, stick around because me and Eric are going to talk about the next time on um, scene. I'll probably be okay. more excited about yeah, it we can than do that. what I just said. Because <laughs> I was trying to figure <laughs> out what I was going to say. Yeah. No, I understand. Totally. Uh, um, I was trying to. Okay. So I was trying to think like of a Star Trek connection here because. In the show, there's, like, a red alert, so I don't know if you want to do, like, a spoiler alert and then, like, have, like, the red alert sound effect with well, it. we have a spoiler alert song now that's canon as oh. of the last episode. I don't know if oh, you okay. want spoilers okay. for the spoilers alert song, but I actually, I, I used it in this episode. It's a spoilers alert, spoiler nice. alert, better stop listening or your <laughs> butt's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> so yeah we can use that maybe right. i don't know we'll see so eric what did you think about the next time on segment <laughs> uh why are they going to the board cube well i mean they're going to why? the board cube because that's where soji is yeah but like already how many episodes are left uh four after yeah this this one was five oh, okay okay that so, kind of makes sense yeah yeah I was just surprised by that. I was, I was like, wow, what's happening by already? They show Picard in what I assume is his Borg form. Yeah. So it looks like we got like a quick uh, shot of Locutus. He looked a little bit different. What I is Locutus? I didn't really get a good. So Locutus is when Picard was assimilated into the Borg, that was his Borg oh, identity. Okay. They kind of made him a figurehead of the Borg. All right. Um, I wonder if yeah, that it's a will weird, be like... But maybe something we don't physically well, do you, see but it's like a mental yeah, thing yeah do you think it's yeah, a vision that's what i was thinking like maybe being there makes him feel like in this episode he says something about never completely getting back his humanity mm-hmm. so maybe that's that little piece well, do you think he's having like borg ptsd or? maybe i i, I feel like oh, being no. on the borg cube is going to trigger something in him well 
Yeah, I don't think he gets reassimilated. I really don't. Because if that were to happen, I don't think he would survive. Like, I don't think that he would be able to, you know, uh, survive the procedure to be human again. <laughs> yeah, you know? and he's got to get that season two. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely a vision. That's that's what I'm getting yeah, from Yeah, it this. looked like Soji was being poisoned or something. There was, like, red gas. Yeah, I think, so she probably starts to suspect mm-hmm. something. And they probably, I don't know if Narek does it, but maybe Narek's sister. I, I guess, yeah, she's her, she's his sister, maybe. right? Supposed to be. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so Narek's sister uh, locks her up, I think, is what happens. Um, it looked like she was trying to break out of a cell or something. I'm not really sure. She was, like, smashing yeah. the floor. But, yeah. Or, or maybe... I don't know. Beyond that, there's not really much to talk about. It was like a very <laughs> fast one, like very like jumping. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, but we're going to yeah. be on the board cube next time. It, so that's exciting. Yeah, definitely. I'm really, I'm looking forward to this next one for sure. These last couple episodes were, were awesome. I thought, you know, like uh, they definitely upped the action mm-hmm. and all that. Um, so yeah, it seems like it's going places. Um, I'm wondering though, okay, so do you think Agnes, do you think the rest of the crew is going to start to suspect something's up with Agnes because of what happened? How do they not? Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, it wouldn't have just malfunctioned on its own, you know, like it's clearly turned off right. and there has to be some kind of record of it, right? Maybe she jumps in an escape pod or something. Yeah. I don't know. I would assume, yeah. I don't know how Star Trek usually works, but I guess they don't have cameras everywhere, but, um, well, they should. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I would assume there's some record. Like holographic cameras. They, they would definitely have holographic cameras if there's holograms all over the place, you yeah. know? So I don't know. I don't know. So that'll Hopefully be Hopefully they explain that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited, man. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. I uh, will talk to you later. All right, have a going, man. <laughs> I like just making it so I we keep talking up to the time limit, Tyler, because I know that it makes editing a pain for you, but also it gives me this opportunity to uh, just tease you a little bit in this section of the audio if you come and listen to it. Um, and I'll know that you do because if, if you listen to it, I have, I have a dumb joke for you, which is that when she comes down there, she like shoots everybody up and then she has a conversation with, with Bejazel and she's like, please don't kill me. And she's like, I'm going to kill you. And she's like, don't kill me. And then she's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And then she shoots her and then pop goes Bejazel. Good evening, 003. The following is for your ears only and is classified above top secret by Her Majesty's Secret Service. Less than 24 hours ago, our contact meant that we can make this work, probably, podcast network intercepted an encrypted audio message sent over social media regarding the upcoming season of Podcasters Assemble, a hype rewatch podcast covering the James Bond films leading up to Bond 25. According to our intel, Season 1 covered the Marvel Cinematic Universe, while Season 2 focused on the Star Wars Skywalker saga. For this season, the Podcast Network is looking to recruit field operatives from around the world to reminisce about the Daniel Craig Bond movies, 
Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. In a countdown to the latest film in the franchise, No Time to Die. Your primary objective is to infiltrate podcasters assemble by recording and uploading your submissions at probablywork.com. Utilizing a two-way communications device with a built-in microphone, the latest from QBranch. In addition, MI6 believes that the first episode is going to be an overview of the series as a whole, showcasing everyone's favorite and least favorite Bond movies, Bond actors, Bond villains, secret layers, cold opens, vehicles, and gadgets from the franchise's history, and more importantly, your background with these films. For a full mission report, go to probablywork.com. The first episode is scheduled for release on March 6th. We're all counting on you, 003. This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. 